welcome everybody to Dark Feather Gaming. This is our gaming news podcast. As always, this is Thor here with Doc and Sasquatch Senpai. So we've got a lot to unpack this week, so let's start things out as usual with our game updates and announcements. Welp, the pinhead um, character, uh, famous villain of Hellraiser, who is going to be in Dead by Daylight is an NFT. Um, (laughs) There's only so many people who can purchase one of the various pinhead monsters to play as in the game. Um, 10,000 characters specifically, and people are not happy. Um, it very it limits the character quite a bit to the player base, and they are currently oh, excuse me, they are currently fighting back against the developer uh, boss protocol. So, didn't we touch on this a couple weeks ago too? Um, I have no idea. I remember it being mentioned uh, that it was a possibility, and people were already pretty pissed at that. Oh, it's a definitive now. Yeah. How to piss off your player base. <laughs> I mean, our uh, Endwalker Collector's Editions might as well have been NFTs at this point. <sighs> <laughs> I swear, Kanye West is going to change his name to an NFT of just a picture of his name, Kanye. Fuck it. Or it. Can I buy said NFT? No, but you can right-click save it. (laughs) Um, The release of Halo Infinite's campaign co-op and the Forge mode have been pushed back. Um, Yeah, the single-player campaign is still planning on being launched December 8th, but the co-op version and the popular Forge mode, which lets players create their own game modes as well as maps, have also been pushed back. Uh, just that these will drop during Season 2, um, while Forge Mode will launch during Season 3. Um, season 2, so the co-op for the campaign will launch in May of 2022, and the Forge Mode will launch in August or September of 2022. So they have got pushed back quite a bit, but uh, the multiplayer is free, and that's why people play Halo. Yeah. Star Wars The Old Republic is getting a new expansion on December 14th, the Legacy of the Sith. The new combat styles that were tested on the public test room will also be rolling out then as well. Um, This is all going on during the 10th anniversary celebration of The Old Republic, where they are actually upscaling all of their cinematics to 4K and a higher quality. They actually look, uh, most of them are out now, they actually look pretty good. So it might be a good time to jump into that if you've previously played it and took a break or want to try it out as the combat is getting quite a bit different where you'll be able to mix and match your character classes, combat abilities. Um, Monster Rancher 1 and 2 have a world tournament that has been announced. Koei Tecmo has announced this world tournament and they'll, uh, they're going to battle to see who's the best Monster Rancher in the world. Like um, Monster Rancher from like the 90s Monster Rancher? Yes. Um, this is going to be during the re-release Monster Rancher 1 and 2 DX. There is an upgraded version of the game coming out. That it's wait, uh, just wait, an upscale wait, version of the game. Wait, what? What, what platform? 
Yeah, that. Uh, probably Switch. Let's see. But how do how you put your work? CDs? Uh, it's launching for Windows PC, Nintendo Switch, and smartphones. It's probably going to just be 9th. based off of um, MP3 files like AudioSurf and stuff. I mean, I'm down with that. Yeah, that me too. Me that's fine. To yeah, I'm not, more. that's 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 the that's my hope, not a complaint. <laughs> <laughs> This is in celebration of the 25th anniversary of the franchise. Hideki Kamiya apologizes for Platinum Games Scalebound being canceled in a recent interview. Um, Scalebound was supposed to be an Xbox exclusive from Platinum Games. Um, you rode around on dragons in open world, fighting, etc., etc. Um, I had a really stylized trailer back in 2014. <laughs> um, there was news on it being delayed into 2017. It's been kind of quiet since then, and it has been completely canceled. Camilla, Camilla let uh, let out an apology. Uh, Scalebound was a project we had teamed up with on. We teamed up on with Microsoft. They expected good things from us, and we needed to live up to those expectations with the project. Teaming up with Microsoft meant releasing the game on the latest Xbox console. I once again had the desire to make a high-end game, and I wanted to go back to something photorealistic. While it was a personal wish of mine, I thought it was also a necessary mission for Platinum Games to improve our graphical ability and get the next step of modern game creation. So, we first decided to go with a universe like that. I loved fantasy worlds since I was a child. I've always enjoyed worlds with swords, magic, and dragons. Uh, when I was a child, I don't know if people overseas are familiar with these, but I would play Sorcian, uh, Heidelberg, and these fantasy games from the classic PC area that I really enjoyed. I always wanted to make something around that theme. That is how I thought of a world revolving around a young man fighting together with a dragon. However, it was a big challenge for Platinum Games. We were working in an environment we weren't used to. We were developing on the Unreal Engine. We also lacked the necessary know-how to build a game based on online features. The hurdles we had overcome were had to overcome were very big. We weren't experienced enough and couldn't get over that wall leading to what happened in the end. I'm sorry to players who looked forward to it. And moreover, I'm sorry to Microsoft who had placed their trust in us as a business partner. I want to apologize both as the creator and a member of Platinum Games. Dungeon Fighters, uh, the uh, popular kind of-ish side-scrolling MMORPG that's uh, also kind of like a, a brawling fighter, is getting a fighting game from Arc System Works. It will be called a DNF Duel. An official trailer has launched, and it looks like an Arc Systems Works game. Um, it'll be a 2.5D fighting game, much like most of their games are. Um, it is being published by Nexon and co-developed by Neeple and Iting. A trailer is available online if you wish to check it out. It looks pretty sweet. Hollow Live is launching a survival sandbox game. Um, Covercore, who is the owner of Hollow Live, their VTuber group, is deciding to do whatever the hell they want. <laughs> um, it is called Hollow Earth. Uh, you'll be able to build your own avatar, etc., etc. Um, a gameplay trailer has been revealed. It looks like it's very in very early development, but uh, yeah, that's a thing going on. Another survival game from a now developer and publisher 
Uncharted's full multiplayer also is allegedly not in the PC and PS5 version. The upcoming Uncharted Legacy of Thieves collection, which will be releasing for PS5 and PC, reportedly will not have the multiplayer game that was back on the PS4. Um, so if you're looking forward to that, well, tough luck. Now you're not. <laughs> Correct. Um, Xbox Games Pass is getting a few new games for December. Uh, you're getting Lawn Mowing Simulator, Halo Infinite, Among Us, and The Gunk. So if you want to mow some lawns, uh, have at it. We covered it not too long ago, but apparently it's not very realistic because you cut your grass to two and a half inches tall. The Monster Hunter Rise PC port will conclude all current post-launch content when it launches. So this will be the PC Steam version. Um, this will be content leading up to the 3.6.1 release on Switch. So any sort of extra hunts, outfits, anything like that will be included in the PC version of Monster Hunter Rise. There is also a playable demo on PC available on its, P on its Steam page. It is supposed to release sometime in summer of 2022. EA uh, apparently considers scoreboards and voice chat legacy features, by the way. I didn't know, know if you guys knew that. Um, this is coming from a recent update for Battlefield 2042. Uh, developer DICE and publisher EA, who has backed DICE on this decision, has said that the future updates will, at least for the foreseeable future, will not include a typical scoreboard or in-game voice chat availability to players. They are focused on working on various other updates to the game rather than legacy features like talking to your friends. Daybreak Game Company, the developer and publisher for DC Universe Online, formerly Sony Entertainment Online, is currently develop and is currently working with the de developer Dimensional Link. They're making a Marvel MMO. This comes on the heels of an investor financial presentation from Dimensional Link and Daybreak Game Company. Jack Emeritt, who was the lead designer on DC Universe Online, will also head over the Marvel MMO at Dimensional Link and will continue his work with Daybreak Game Company as the publisher of it. <coughs> uh, CD Projekt Red is also scaling back its Cyberpunk 2077 support to work on an expansion. Um, so we'll finally maybe be getting that space casino heist. Hopefully. They seem to think that <laughs> um, they seem to be more happy with where what state the game is in currently. While the PS5 and Xbox Series versions are still on track to be released as well. Vampire the Masquerade Swan Song has also been delayed to May of 2022. <clears throat> they have released a uh, Big Bad Wolf Studios have a have released a statement on this as well. With Swan Song, we are taking the narrative RPG formula so core to our studio DNA and scaling up as we adapt the systems from the Vampire the Masquerade tabletop into a video game experience. The political intrigue and supernatural mystery baked into the setting are perfect for, for the story we want to tell. 
Um, they go on saying that they have more work to do, some more polish, as well as better adaptations of the tabletop gameplay into a video game. And that the delay is moving the game from February to May of 2022. Also on the note of Cyberpunk 2077, uh, the next gen upgrade will be free if you own it on the PS4 and Xbox One. Um, Ghost Runner is getting story-driven DLC called Project Hell. Uh, you'll be playing as the second boss in the cyberpunk platforming game. Um, there will also be a new holiday content released, uh, such as outfits, swords, gloves, etc., etc., and new modes as well. The DLC, Project Hell, will cost you $14.99, but there is also a bunch of free skins and stuff holiday-themed that will be available for you to download. Also, going back to Halo Infinite, if you are an Xbox Pass Ultimate subscriber, you're going to get monthly multiplayer bonuses such as skins, XP boosts, challenge swaps, stuff like that that you usually see along the lines with a free-to-play shooter if you buy in in any sort of form. Titanfall 1, the first game from Respawn Entertainment when they branched off from Activision, formerly Infinity Ward. Uh, the game is being delisted from digital storefronts. Um, this is on the heels of EA and Respawn kind of not really caring that the game is unplayable. If you do already own it, you'll still be able to play it. If by play it, you mean just kind of uh, launch it up and then be DDoSed. Kingdoms of Amular Re-Reckoning is getting an expansion. Fatesworn, and it gets a December release date. Um, it will launch on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC on December 14th for $19.99. Um, oddly enough, the expansion is not included as being available for the Switch, even though that the Switch hosts Kingdoms of Amular Re-Reckoning. Uh, this will actually be on December 14th, if that is a game you want to check out or have checked out and do currently have. Also, a uh, Luke Ross, who is known for making multiple VR mods for GTA 5, the REAL mod, and the Redemption 2 VR mod. He is currently working on a Cyberpunk 2077 VR mod, which is his next project. Um, it was voted on by his Patreon members, and when asked if this is going to be his next project, he said, absolutely. Um, he says that it should be released in January, so might have to get a VR for headset for that game, because it was very pretty. <clears throat> the Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe has been delayed to early of 2022. The content is complete, and they're just kind of polishing it up and preparing it for launch. Ultra Deluxe, um is kind of just a continuation of a previous game as you follow Stanley, whose uh, co-workers have disappeared. If you haven't played the previous game, it's kind of witty. Uh, definitely interesting. It's, you know, a walking simulator. That is all I have. How about over in the realm of uh, controversies and legal debacles? Controversy, like Blizzard. <laughs> I mean, yeah. what else is new? How many well, people are totally trying to get Bobby Kotick ousted? 
Uh, yeah. Um, Bobby Kotick is apparently a member of the Coca-Cola board of directors and multiple groups want him gone from there as well. Um, nothing good is going on. The SEC is formally looking into Activision Blizzard as well. Uh, yeah. Nothing good is going on. <laughs> yeah, more people leaving. Jessica Gonzalez. Um, she left and put out a statement calling out Bobby Kotick for, you know, not being a good person. Um, uh, who else? Uh, Nintendo has started working with the ESAA, the uh, Entertainment Software Association, uh, to take action over the current issues with Activision Blizzard as well. Um, so this is, uh, they've created a petition calling for Kodak's removal. Who knows how that will go? He did say he might potentially leave. Who knows? It's a mess. Also, a few state treasurers are, uh, putting pressure on Activision Blizzard as well. Um, the treasurers of Nevada, Delaware, Illinois, Massachusetts, California, and Oregon have demanded with a meeting, have demanded a meeting with the members of the Activision board of directors. So who knows how that will go? <laughs> um, Vanguard was also removed from digital storefronts temporarily from the PlayStation storefronts, at least. So, yeah. Uh, what? Yeah. Just the digital storefronts, though. So um, well, no idea if this was in response or not, but... Yeah, it could have just been a glitch in the system, but it should be back now as oh. well. Um, following NVIDIA's acquisition of ARM chips, the United States has joined UK and a few other countries in investigating this purchase by NVIDIA themselves. Um, once again, NVIDIA purchased ARM for $40 billion, and the United States also, uh, specifically the FTC, believes that it'll give NVIDIA too much of a stake in the chips, the chip market. Just, you know, government's meddling. Just, you know, why not? Um, DDR5 RAM is currently in shortage, and it is the latest item to start being scalped. Your $199 stick of RAM is now costing you upwards of 100% more, up to 1,000% more. Oh, my God. Um, the I'm glad I upgraded my RAM before that happened. <laughs> right? So there is a, uh, a new scalping item available on eBay if you want to be ripped off. <clears throat> also, uh, Babylon's Fall an online multiplayer-only uh, brawler from Platinum Games recently came under some fire for seemingly reusing Square NX assets in it. However, in a statement from Square NX themselves, they said that Babylon's Fall and developer Platinum Games were given the okay to use these assets from various Final Fantasy XIV expansions. So, mm. there we are. Yeah, historically, <laughs> Square, Enix, Square Enix is, uh, they're pretty hard nosed about copyright, like as bad as Nintendo, unless you seek approval first, but they're usually pretty good about working with people if you, like, seek approval. Well, the weird thing is, Square Enix is publishing the game for Platinum Games, who are making it. Oh. <laughs> it's an extra dumb whammy. <laughs> yeah. 
uh, recently, YouTube has removed a dislike count from various videos on the platform. Um, hoping to stop people from degrading by hitting the dislike button because that's all people do. They see a lot of dislikes and hit the button because they're fucking lemmings or something. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> However, multiple uh, browser uh, add-ons for Mozilla, uh, Chrome as well, uh, they return these <laughs> to the YouTube page. Um, videos our videos have their dislike and like counts as well as other metrics uploaded three uh, every three days or so to the back end. And these can pull this data and display them for you. So, yeah, they're just using Google's API <laughs> against Google. Uh, the cheat sellers, game junkies, who uh, Bungie sued for... Uh, or selling cheats for their game uh, were a little bit behind on their court filings and Bungie uh, entered a request for a, to enter a default oh. which you know totally totally within realms of things they are absolutely allowed to do um, and Aim Junkies is now basically uh, accusing Bungie of being dicks in court. <laughs> well, don't fucking default. It's not that hard. <laughs> also, um, the antitrust lawsuit filed against Valve from Wolffire Games has been dismissed. The uh <clears throat> The judge over presiding over the case has decided that Steam does not suppress competition or charge excessive fees compared to other platforms available. So the case has been dismissed by Wolffire Games. Also, Rockstar uh, has apologized for the GTA trilogy remaster issues and has made the old versions available again for purchase and play. So. They apologize, stating that the trilogy did not launch in a state that meets our own standard of quality, and by God, did they not have any quality included. That's any sort of legal debacles that I have. That's it all. That's all I had. What do we got over in industry news? Uh, Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, Hideo Kojima has uh, decided to set up a movie studio. <laughs> oh, wow. Nice. Um, he said this is to with the aim to expand the reach and awareness of Kojima's productions. So this could be TV, music, films based on his game worlds, or other entire things, uh, other just new IPs and new properties. So officially kojima productions now has a movie film tv studio um epic games has purchased rock band developer harmonics <clears throat> um they did say harmonics will continue to support rock band fuser and a few other games that they currently uh do have support running for such as dance central uh, epic games said that their uh purchase of harmonics is to help expand their work on their current metaverse and create musical gener- journeys and gameplay for Fortnite. Um, whatever that means. Yeah, what that that's very vague. Yeah. The uh, creative director for 
on uh, Dragon Age 4 in Bioware have currently left. Um, the company let out a public statement saying we have mutually agreed to part ways and his last day was today and this was uh, last week. So. so he gone. He gone. His name was Matt Goldman um, and he's been working on the Dragon Age series since 2017. Um, a few kind of tongue-in-cheek things. Apparently, the PC win, won the Golden Joystick Award for the ultimate, ultimate hardware of all time, which uh, Gabe Newell accepted the award for. <laughs> and uh, Dark Souls was named the ultimate game of all time, the series itself. So not entirely sure what the Golden Joysticks were doing, but that's what they did. <laughs> Uh, Atari has purchased Moby Games, which is a user-driven video game database. Uh, they purchased them for $1.5 million. Uh, Moby Games launched back in 1999 and is just a database on various games and now supports over 300,000 unique games with various support information and key development on the development staff behind said games. Um, last weekend, Steam passed 27 million concurrent users, which broke its old record of 26 million and some change back in April. Um, only 7 million of them were in game at the time, but uh, which is oddly enough, the <laughs> less than the most people who were in game. So under the previous record. <clears throat> Epic Games Store has added the free retro cloud gaming platform AntStream Arcade. Um, this has over a thousand various games such as Earthworm Jim, Mortal Kombat, and a bunch of Atari classic style games. Um, this nice. is entirely free within their service if you want to go check out a whole bunch of classic games. Ooh, okay. Uh, GOG, um, the video game PC storefront owned by CD Projekt has recommitted to its DRM free philosophy as it is currently uh, struggling to keep afloat. The service has posted a recent loss of $1.15 million in the third quarter of last year and a total of 2.2 million over the first nine months of the year. Um, this is probably due to the fact that <clears throat> steam and Bo and Epic games are becoming much larger, more popular storefronts just generally with the deals and everything. <clears throat> the uh, technical artist for Saints, the Saints Row reboot, uh, reboot has left, and they are now currently working at Undead's Lab, Undead Labs on State of Decay 3. Over at EA once more, Respawn Entertainment's Vince Zampala will become the head of Battlefield. Battlefield Developments, while he also con in, uh, continues his work on the Apex series. These are, there are also a few other Battlefield changes going on, such as creating a Battlefield universe, universe with the acquisition of a couple other new studios to work. <clears throat> that is all I have. The only one that I had um, was that... Um, According to a new patent, they are going to be rolling out official PS5 uh, faceplates soon. Um, so that's going to be exciting for the two dozen of us that own a PS5. Hey, hey, there's 15 people. That's that's not quite two dozen. Hmm. 
Thor's one of them. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, there was ten of them at the store I was at, so there were empty boxes. <laughs> they were immediately uh, resold. It was. It was actually. I noticed too that uh, Xboxes stayed up for sale like all weekend, even online. Like their shortage has officially like been definitely dumbed down a level. Um, and that's then, weird because honestly, I'd consider the Xbox to just be in a much better position right now, especially as a gaming platform. Yeah. Um. I, then again, you can play everything in your PC, but. There are people in the world like you who'd prefer to play on a console. So, and and yeah, I I don't know. When I was in line, they came through, and as I grabbed the second to last PlayStation, and then they started turning people away, and people were kind of frustratedly walking off. Um, and they still had ten out of twenty Xboxes available, and they kept telling people like, well, "We don't have any PS5s. We have Xboxes." And they're like, "Nope, nope, nope." Walking away. The next day, I went into a different GameStop to look at used games, um, and one of the managers was talking to an employee about what they had in stock still, uh, and they started talking about the Xbox, and she said, "Oh yeah, we still have one left. I doubt we're going to get rid of it." Um, and then hmm. all weekend long, they were available online on GameStop's website and on Microsoft's website. Like they might still be on there. Last I checked, they were. They were like consistently the whole time. That's weird. It's just in a so much better place just from being, you know, the user having access to so many games. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, there's there's a lot with PS5 also, especially with the uh, the PS4 collection. I got like. 20 games right off the bat just for having ps plus right and that's a that's a that is a hefty amount of games but if you look at games pass it's literally every game created by microsoft and their partners with you know the elder scrolls fallout games yeah uh, but the inclusion of ea games on it as well but i mean playstation has like the equivalent of uh, games pass with ps now too so it's they they all have all the same features at this point you know what i mean it's well, just which one you which... ps now is streaming only so you do need a good internet connection that's true but like yeah i don't know um at, at the like the price point of a ps well yeah i don't know all i know is that that's the facts is that that people aren't no. wanting the xboxes nearly as much or maybe there's more of them available. I mean, uh, I don't. That could have something to do with it too. I don't know. Maybe for some reason they produced more. I don't know. Um, over in our tech corner, AWS Amazon Web Services is launching a new processor called the Graviton 3. This is actually a pretty neat little tidbit. They mostly focus on cloud-based technology, um, but in their latest conference, they announced uh, this new ARM-based gra- uh, processor called Graviton 3, um, which they promise will be 25% faster than the last generation DDR4 chips. Um, and so hopefully this will help kind of fill that gap in the uh, the RAM loss. But we'll see, because um, I mean, if you if you can't if you can't boost your RAM up a bunch, at least having access to some good processors helps. Uh, Potentially, yes. Um, where, where I'm going with that is that at least the bar, at least it's not processors on the chopping block next. 
as they far as soldiers. They already were a while ago. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. It's, and I think that's why people like AWS are starting to break into the market too. So we'll see. But that's all I had for tech news. I think you had a couple other ones. Um, I have a couple things from NVIDIA. Uh, NVIDIA has a new AI that can turn words into photorealistic images. Um, this is NVIDIA's uh, Gaugen AI. Uh, it is now called Gaugen 2. It doesn't even need sketches like the previous AI did to turn the photos into photorealistic images. It just needs you to describe said image. You just tell it to paint you an image, and it will do it. Hmm. It's really, really cool. Um, it comes in the NVIDIA Canvas app, if that's something you want to play around with. Uh, I did not look in. Oh, it's free, so never mind. Hmm. <laughs> you can just use this AI for free. Um, supposing you're using an NVIDIA RTX GPU, which pretty much half of them are anymore. So, In my other bit of NVIDIA news, NVIDIA is resurrecting the RTX 2060. But rather than using 6 gigabytes of memory, it will have 12 gigabytes of memory to put it on par with the current 3000 series cards available. Um, <clears throat> this is using older an older chipset, one that is not currently in a shortage that NVIDIA has uh, you know, more available of. But uh, yeah, um, it adds quite a few more CUDA cores to the processor, um, same amount of about the same boost clock, same about base clock. Everything else is kind of identical, except for the memory configuration and memory RAM. So there you go. There should be some more uh, graphics cards in the market coming from NVIDIA relatively soon. So door opens and another or a door. One door closes, another opens all that. Mm -hmm. um, what about movies, TV, comics? I think you had the only article on there this week. Uh, yeah, Hayao Miyazaki is returning for one last uh, Studio Ghibli movie again. <clears throat> I'm okay with this. Absolutely. This oh. is good news. <laughs> it is being based upon a 1937 novel by Genzaburo Yoshino. Um, it is about a 15-year-old boy in Tokyo who is small for his age and fond of mischief, whose father recently died. You know, like every Studio Ghibli movie where one of the parental figures or both are dead. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, it is just loosely based upon this work. Um, if it follows the novel exactly a little bit or just takes inspiration from it, it's still up in the air. But uh, it's another last movie from Miyazaki. Well, um, the last section, of course, is going to be our featured updates or before we get to our miscellaneous topics, which there's a pretty good helping of. Uh, what did you have over there before I break into all of mine, Doc? I know you had something on um, Diamond and Pearl, if I recall. Yeah, in the new Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl, uh, you can. there's a way to tell if a wild Pokemon has two perfect IVs. Mm. Um. So occasionally, if you're paying attention when you start an encounter, mm -hmm. uh, if the if the camera zooms in on the player's trainer character instead of by zooming in on the wild Pokemon, oh. uh, it means that it has at least two perfect IVs. Okay. 
That's an odd bug, but whatever. Well, it might be intentional. <laughs> yeah, if, if there's like a specific animation that like guarantees this, then it, it, I, I believe it's absolutely intentional. Mm-hmm. So uh, pay attention to your to your character when you start battles mm. with wilds. I'll keep that in mind now that I have a switch. So speaking of Pokemon, we have a lot of Pokemon Go updates rolling through. Um, The season of mischief has concluded. And if you got through all of your season of mischief uh, seasonal events, you will have unlocked mischief unbound, which if you were not able to, you can still purchase it for $5. However, if you did unlock it for free, then you can purchase a duplicate for $5 still to get all the rewards again. Um, I haven't gotten all the way through it. I'm going to finish getting through before I decide whether or not I want to spend $5 for a duplicate. So far, I'm not overwhelmingly impressed. We'll see what's in the last uh, leg of it. But that is available now as well as the next season. And it looks like this is what they're going to be doing by the norm. It's kind of like their battle pass. They do these different seasons with the kind of temporary um, special research. And so the next one is a season of heritage where they will be visiting um, relics from the past. Um, so it looks like this is going to have a lot of nostalgia ejection, and um, we're already seeing that they're making uh, items that were available years ago become available again. So that's it's going to be a lot of nostalgia and going through older stuff. Um, you can find all the information there on their page, and it'll walk through very much like the uh, the last season did. Um, and I kind of like the way that they're doing these in, in Pokemon Go. Um, and then, of course, our big, big thing for this week is our uh, early access to Endwalker. So by the time this uh, podcast releases, it will fi- officially be live for anyone who pre-ordered. For anyone who didn't pre-order for some reason, then it will still be live next week. Some uh, important notes before we go over patch notes. They did issue something. some important notes regarding – um congestion uh they've already implemented the system where you'll be logged out if you're afk for half an hour that's unchanged but in addition they have also added a new rule so that um free trial players are actually going to be queued deprioritized from anyone who's purchased the game so when you see that login queue, if there's a queue, then you can't log in as a free trial player because you'll automatically get bumped to the back of the queue if someone who has a paid version of the game logs in. So essentially, unless it's those weird 5, 4 a.m. times that I log on where for some reason there's no queue, um, you won't be able to log in with a trial account, which it, it, it seems a little cutting, but I mean like this is a new expansion that's dropping. They're prioritizing the people that have purchased this new expansion, and I think that's fair. Um, so it is what it is, and these are – these of course are temporary issues or temporary measures that will go back to normal after a few months and after um, – some of the hype is worn down. So with that out of the way, let's go ahead and dive headfirst into the new uh, complete patch notes, um, which the complete. I, I might, I might take a nap during this because there's a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
the partial notes were like took me like half an hour to get through. Well, that's what I was going to say, too, is that the partial um, uh, as opposed the to what they know have anything do, juicy. Well, and there's there the, the it's not that far expanded from the partial notes. It didn't seem so unless it's. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. It, it seems still incomplete. They call it complete. I'm guessing that there's. I. I. I have no idea. I. I. I'm guessing maybe they'll put another one out after it actually drops. Um. Since this is just for the uh, early access. Um. So there might be some stuff we have to just find out on our own. I don't know. But it, unless the page I was reading, like someone forgot to to refresh the page that they added or something, didn't seem to have a whole lot of extra stuff over what we saw with the prelim notes. Um, but if you want Sasquatch, because, yeah, this is going to be our biggest item. Um, since you're not feeling well, you can tackle your last couple topics and miscellaneous and sign off for the evening while Doc and I hammer out some uh, Endwalker news. Yeah, yeah. Um, I only have three pieces of info here. It didn't really fit into many other categories. Mm. Um, CD Projekt Red has teamed up with Watch, um, watch manufacturer Blonnie uh, Watches to present the T2077. Um, it is a limited edition wristwatch. Um, it will use blockchain technology to help prevent counterfeiting of it. Mm. Um. If you want to snag one, it'll cost you five hundred dollars. Um, it is pure Hello? grade two titanium. Um, it has a quartz uh, yellow LED type display, um, a darkened glass on it, a titanium butterfly clasp and bracelet for it. It's water resistant up to five atmospheres. <clears throat> um, typical long battery for a watch, uh, 12 hour, 24 hour formats. Um, comes with three various sizes and has a two-year warranty it'll be available next year it is currently up for pre-order um yes. halo infinite fans are petitioning for curvier female soldiers <laughs> um currently as it is you really cannot tell what's uh either male or female uh spartan someone has chosen and they're hoping to get a little more distinction that you know the female soldier who's been through rigorous military training doesn't just look like a dude <laughs> various I other where there were gendered <clears throat> armors in halo infinite there are yeah you can't tell uh, no right? you cannot huh. uh, it's in the uh body o almost uh, as if they tried to tailor military uniforms to all look uniform yeah i don't <laughs> Like, crazy well, considering that you can wear samurai armor instead i don't think taylor <laughs> across the board the same military outfit is the thing they're worried about because since uh, halo reach uh customization of your spartan armor has been a huge thing so withdrawn <laughs> withdrawn okay <laughs> 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 um from painting your out your your spartan armor to dressing like a samurai <laughs> it's all there so yeah people except just want titties <laughs> except titties and ass <laughs> um they <laughs> yeah i don't know fuck jeez <laughs> Um, this is a petition on change at that has been signed by over 1800 various players 
it probably could be a thing that happens at a later point when you know they're like oh well i guess we might as well if they want to stare at a female ass <laughs> as opposed to a male ass again just in three different sizes and slenderness <laughs> but uh, a built male body and a built female body are very different things <laughs> so i kind of see where they're coming from <laughs> yeah also popular YouTube content creator Mr. Beast has teamed up with Mischief for a project he's calling Everyone Gets a Car. Nice. Um, for $35 for a one-pack, $99 for a three-pack, or $158 for a five-pack, you get to purchase a uh, 164th scale die-cast toy Lamborghini. However, there is a catch. 2,500 purchases will also receive a 124th scale remote-controlled Lamborghini. 250 purchasers will also receive a battery-powered kids' rideable Lamborghini. Four purchasers will receive a pre-owned Lamborghini Gallardos, which is worth about a million dollars, and one person will receive a Lamborghini Aventador. There it is. Aventador? I was waiting for the as waiting for the Mr. Beast you are drop. You're awful at these Italian cars, dude. I am fucking dying. It's that is fair. He's a sick squatch, dude. Like I am laboring to breathe. I feel like Jaff at a barbecue eating ribs. <laughs> I feel like Jaff at a barbecue eating ribs would be a billion times more <laughs> good than whatever you're feeling, dude. Oh my god, the only thing keeping me awake is the half bottle of Dayquil I chugged. <laughs> I am sweating from talking. Hmm. This is a new thing for me. <laughs> so real quick then, what have you been playing this week? Uh, <clears throat> I did a few last things on Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, Halo Infinite, Call of Duty Vanguard, Valorant. Um, I got a game called Fight Night, where you're a knight who punches things in kind of a uh, synth wavy tower. It's kind of a grid-based action combat thing. It's kind of neat. And New World, as per usual. Nice. And then, depending on when I wake up tomorrow and how I feel, it'll probably be some more Final Fantasy, because I have to level a Reaper and sit in some DPS queues. Bro, bro, when you're this sick, you got to enunciate better when you say Reaper. What did I say? <laughs> just, just, just let's see more. Uh, well, you get and get what you're going to get. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, go get some sleep so we can go to the moon tomorrow. Yeah. Enjoy your, uh, enjoy reading your novel of patch notes. <laughs> <laughs> Later. Later. All right, so let's go ahead, then you and I, Doc, and dive into the big item for the night, our patch notes. And I'm just going to kind of go down in order that they're listed on the site. I'm just going to clear cache and refresh just to make sure I'm not getting some old something. I'm just weirded about how, like, how little they added to it, I guess. I don't know. All right, so the first thing is our playable content, and, and that is our areas. Of course, we have Old Charlian and uh, Ho, uh, Radzathan. Radzathan, okay, Radzathan. This place looks pretty cool, too. Um, then we have uh, Labyrinthios, which is, I believe... Um, it's somewhere. The island, well, it's, it's, not the, even. it's on an <laughs> island. It's a... It's, uh, because Charlene's like on the islands that are like north of Lamensa, and I think this is like one of the tiny 
uh, like offshoot islands. You know what I mean? I, I'm, I'm thinking that we're going to be doing a lot of island hopping because I, I think that's Ratsat Han or whatever is also in islands. So I think those are all just little different islands we're going to hop to. Um, then, of course, Thavanair. Uh, uh, Thavanair. Yeah. Thavanair. Which looks like maybe a, that looks like another island. Um, and of course, Garlemond, which I think Garlemond is how we're going to get to the moon. Um, yeah, that's my theory. My guess anyways, um, that big I mean, tower, I think, given, is going to be some sort of transportation. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's going to be the uh, thing that all the workers in Garlemald were mysteriously working on. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be that 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 triangular looking thing from the uh, Endwalker logo. Yeah, yeah. We have the actual moon location, Mare Lamentorum, um, which looks pretty neat. And a new new. Uh, yeah, OK. Next is the new city and field etherites have been added. These look pretty neat. I like that, like they've been stylizing them more and more and more. With the different areas. Yeah, I like how each region has has a different aetherite. Yep. Um, they've also updated um, the ether currents in Heavensward, Stormblood, and Shadowbringers. They've reduced the number of them that you need and have changed certain locations to make them easier to get to. That's cheating. <laughs> I had to get a lot of them the hard way oh okay okay let's okay mr can fly in a realm reborn (laughs) Uh, (laughs) so then we got our new quests um new main scenario quests of course um to the moon alice um super stoked um and it's of course going to be our climax to the hydland zodiac uh story arc And of course, there's going to be a slew of new side quests and new role quests like we have uh, seen in the last expansion and what is to be the new norm. There are not going to be necessarily quests for each job as you go through, but there'll be role based quests. And after you've completed all of your role based quests, quests, it'll unlock one final level 90 job to complete for each job. Uh, so level 90 quest I've started drinking now um, which I, I mean I get it. I like it um, for what it is I still really really liked having all of my different quests to do with all my different alts I actually really enjoyed all the different quest lines but yeah the stories were are, are definitely cool yeah um, then we have stadium deliveries kind of the Standard fare there, same thing with um, the levies and other tradecraft things. You, uh, you've got your scripts changing in and out, new colored scripts. That's fairly typical um, when things are coming in. A couple new things um, that are coming through. Uh, when viewing cutscenes in the Unending Journey, class quests and job quests up to and including those in uh 4.0 patches will be required to have the player change into the relevant class or job so you can't do paladin quests while a black mage so it looks like a wizard is a paladin sorry i guess we're removing that um 
and then they've updated the levies and fates as well. New fates have been added, as well as bicolor gems coming to our new areas. So we're going to use this same currency, and the bicolor gems are going to work just as they did in Shadowbringers content. Uh, treasure hunt updates and adjustments are coming as well. New maps and, and skins have been added to accompany those. For grand and free companies... Uh, additional items have been added, and of course, the new class symbols have been added for Company Crest uh, creation, which is cool. But like, I wish they'd add a lot more to the Crest creation, and I don't. I, there's just not enough options. Um, new craftable items have also been added to the Company Workshop and your Company um, Workshop Assistant stations can now go up to level 80. Um, they are changing the company action back on your feet to fleet-footed. They gave no indication as to what this means. My knee-jerk reaction was, oh, they're renaming it. But when I reread it, it says, the following company actions have been replaced with new actions. And that, to me, doesn't indicate a name change. That indicates a replacement yeah. so i'm wondering two things one what 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 is this going to do and two what's going to happen to our back on your feet actions that we have like in our inventory right now are they going to transform into these or are they going to be like legacy so um that's what i meant by i'm like this, this this was the same information given in the preliminary notes so part of me wonders if this isn't like a save a place saver and this page as soon as the game goes live will be updated with new information part of me has a has a feeling that this quote-unquote complete patch notes is still just the preliminary notes and just saving the spot um I, I think an intern somewhere accidentally pressed go live too soon and got fired is what i think happened but we'll see maybe i'm wrong um new items have been added to quartermasters so you can now go up to grade eight dark matter um and a material container, which I'm hoping means something that can store items while you're using uh, your gatherers to give you some more room, kind of like RuneScape Beasts of Burden. That would be super duper cool. Oh, yeah, I almost forgot. We do have RuneScape updates, too. But the main thing is that uh, the new Yak track is live. So if you're a RuneScape fan, go get on that Yak track because it. You ran out of time on those battle passes fast on RuneScape, trust me. Um, housing, Ishgard, woo! Finally getting uh, Ishgard housing, of course, keep in mind two things. One, it's not coming until patch 6.1, and two, they're going to be utilizing that new lottery system we've discussed. But you can go there just like when they uh, introduced new housing in Stormblood. You can still go and like check out the area. Let's see. Furnishings from the design contests have been added. Already mentioned the crafting facilities. Um, higher level striking dummies have been added. New orchestra rolls have been added. New aquarium fish have been added. New seeds and flowers. In the Gold Saucer, we have new prizes available, even for those on vanilla content. 
Um, I'm looking forward to the to new stuff at the Gold Sasser. I've yeah. got a ton of MGP. Yeah, they put stuff out. New, they, they, they do pretty good at refreshing it. Um, not only every expansion, but somewhere mid-expansion, they do some good refreshing on it too. Um, nice. And there's going to be new Triple Triad cards, new NPCs to play Triple Triad with, so on and so forth. Um, in our miscellaneous in this category, players can now select male Viera characters as discussed. I really dig their this this little if you're going along with me, that little sliding thing you can do like I'm like almost definitely going to end up uh, digging through their source code and 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 checking out this feature because that's a neat little feature I haven't seen before. Uh, but new hairstyle options for Viera. I think I'm, this is I am following along, but I do not see what option or what sliding thing you're talking about on the hairstyle thing for Viera right under the male Viera. You can like slide it left and right. To like show well, the front and back. I don't have that on this. Oh, weird. Here, let me take a screenshot and show you what I'm talking about. It's really cool because you can like slide it live and it changes the look depending on where the slide is. It's a really neat little like interactive feature. Um, where is the right chat? Podcast chat. While you do that, I'm going to AFK for a quick moment. Yeah. <clears throat> And then, yeah, that's that's one of the big things. And that's that's really cool because um, I don't think they've added new hairstyles for Vera at all yet. I'm a little salty because they haven't added anything new for Hrothgar either. Um, so, yeah, not super stoked about that, but whatever. Um, new face options have also been added for hires to look more like the uh, Warrior of Light from the trailers, I suppose. And some enhancements to the trust system as well. And updates on Wondrous Tales. New sightseeing logs. New challenge log updates as well. Then on to the battle system. The level cap for all Disciples of War and Magic has been raised to 90, as we all know. And of course, Reaper and Sage have been added as melee DPS and healer, respectively. All of the jobs have also been revamped. You can check out the job actions trailer for all the details on all of those. And I am back. All right. Uh, attributes are changing. Um, as we know, they're rescaling a lot of things. So remember, you're going to start doing a lot less damage. You're going to have less HP, and you're going to have less XP. Don't panic. Everything has been downscaled. It's just uh, they're they're just de-inflating things. It's not going to change anything percentage-wise. So keep in mind for that. Uh, armory bonus below level 80 is now increased from 50% to 100% to help you get to level 80 faster. New enemies, of course, have been added. Um, some of them do look kind of funny, but they're there. 
I like the like tall blue cactuar alien thing. Yeah, I'm curious about that. New dungeons have been added. I honestly kind of flipped through those really quickly. I'd prefer to discover them on my own. So I kind of flipped through the screenshots. But they do have screenshots there for those who are interested. Um, They've updated some treasure coffers as well. In some of the older content. Speaking of, and I think we'll get back down to this later, I'm super stoked because they finally added – we were just talking about this, Doc, not too long ago. Um, they've they've added treasure coffers to the hard versions of Trials. Or at least to um, to the original ones, the ones from A Realm Reborn. So that will be really nice. Um, let's see here. They're also now um, changing the drops for Bahamut, Alexander, and Omega. So now the older raid contents are going to drop uh, treasure coffers. You can now receive the... for farming specific loot for, for jobs, for uh, Glamour. Oh, yeah. Um, the Echo is now in the Cloud Deck and the Cloud Deck Extreme. New Elite Marks have been added as well, which is always fun. And you can now hunt Elite and Regular Marks in the new areas. Let's see. What else notable? Oh, don't forget that the Tomestones uh, for battle are changing dramatically as well. As per usual, all of the old Tomestones, so both Allegory and Revelation, are changing into poetics so they will turn into poetics and things that previously required either allegory or revelation will now require poetics um any of the phantasmagoria tombstones that you have will be removed also keep in mind speaking of removed that your belts are going to be removed as well since we're now not going to be having belt accessories. Um, oh, here's a nice quality of life update. Uh, the undersized party option is being renamed to the unrestricted party, which makes semantic sense a little bit better, I think. Uh, we'll avoid confusion for newer players. Of course, PvP has been updated as well, and lots of new items throughout the game, both crafting, gathering... And in every other aspect, two new grades of materia have been added with the same concept that they did last time. The, the last time they added new ones, they both um, they were both pretty much uh, as as hard to get a hold of, but the higher grade ones couldn't be advanced melded. Um, they're kind of going with that same philosophy. The grade nine materia and grade ten materia are both being released, but grade ten can only be affixed into uh, the first slot. So you'll always want to first slot your grade 10 material and then do 9 from there. Similar to how you slotted 8 through the 2 first and then went 7s in your advanced melds in Shadowbringers. They've also changed the description for some items to make them a little clearer. They've changed a handful of rings to not 
uh, being classified as unique any longer, so you can have two and have one on each hand now, which is nice. They've made some more items diable, which is really awesome. Um, and they've added diable job-specific gear, which is super awesome because that was always a huge complaint that I had is that the job gear wasn't diable. Um, they've updated what can be equipped regardless of gender. And in accordance with the downscaling of values, there's been adjustments made to gear attributes, materia attributes, and potency of meals and healing. The physical and magical defense of Disciples of War gear that can be equipped by tank classes below level 50 has been increased. Players can no longer cast lots on coffers containing multiple gear pieces if they contain unique items that they already possess the error message that displays when failing to open a chest containing unique items you already possess has been adjusted for clarity good because i've gotten that a couple times and it's yeah. very confusing there's there's actually quite a few quality of life updates in here where they clarify wording that's and it's been really really nice Um, and then don't forget that belts are being completely removed. Of course, you can pick them up from your uh, <clears throat> the uh, Calamity Salvagers. There's lots and lots of small updates that are going along with those belts being removed. Things like um, a lot of uh, trophies or not tro achievement unlocks are being kind of adjusted, especially in the area of, of crafting since the recipe for belts have been removed. <clears throat> There's a new UI uh, for looking at item exchange for crafters, which looks really, really nice. It should make things a lot easier. And uh, there's been adjustments made to how you turn in tombstones as well, and I believe that has this cleaner UI, which will be nice. Of course, um, all the other uh, gatherers and crafters have had their level caps increased, and their experience has gone up. A lot of this goes without saying. Um, like with our tombstones, gather scripts and crafter scripts are doing what they do every expansion. Um, your white scripts are now becoming the lower level scripts, and yellow and red yellow scripts are becoming the locked scripts, and red scripts are going away. So those are progressing through the same way that tombstones do each uh, expansion. And the script exchange when menu is also being overhauled. So there's a lot of really nice UI updates going on. New minions, new mounts, new barding, new fashion accessories. Oh yeah, all, all the, the base, basically every, all the recipes are getting their standard, uh, ten levels of bump, 
One thing on crafters that I think is a huge quality of life update is that you can now add to your market board favorites from your crafting recipes. This is really a big deal for trying to juggle selling on the market board. As someone who does that often, this this is a huge quality of life thing. I'm super excited for it. Um, let's see. Adjustments in custom deliveries that are pretty normal for every expansion run. We'll, of course, have new NPCs we can take custom deliveries to. Looks like you can now see the target of friendly spellcasters in your party menu. Yeah, that'll be really helpful. Um, won't have to rely quite as much on macros to let people know who you're raising. Uh which is always a pain when like multiple people are trying to raise the same person. Um, oh, another big notable thing that's changing with Endwalker. Um, you can no longer get high quality base ingredients and you can no longer gather high quality items. So there's still high quality gear, but there's no high quality ingredients for that gear, except for the inter intermediary items. So for example, if you need to mix together some raw ingredients to make some sort of regent and turn that regent into a potion, you can still end up making a high-quality regent since that's a craft, but those base items that you have to either purchase or gather, those can't be high-quality, which is fine. I think that just helps uh, because those at a point, those base ones, the, the, it becomes totally moot, and so that's just saving server space, so more on them. Um, I can't wait till they get new worlds out. They did officially like mention that the reason they can't put out more servers is because of um, the semiconductor shortage. So the following items are no longer available as high quality. Um, anything gathered via crafting or, or gathering or fishing. Items obtained by defeating enemies. Purchased in exchange for Allegan tombstones. Purchase in exchange for scripts or via ethereal reduction. They've also completely redone how spear fishing works. It's super sweet. It's like a mini game now. Um, and and it's it's neat. I like the way that they're changing spear fishing. I think it'll actually be worth like checking out now. They have a whole quip on it on the patch notes on how it works. Um, new mounts, of course, like you mentioned, and all that good shit. Um, new market board, going to old Charlian. Always remember that when we have new market boards and new towns, the tax rate is usually 0% for them for at least a couple months. So make sure you take advantage of that and set your retainers to old Charlian. Uh, there's also been a slew of other adjustments to retainers. So, of course, their uh, level cap goes up to 90, as with yours, and they can become Reapers and Sages. Um, you also have new objectives for delivery missions and ventures, as per usual with an expansion. The number of items obtained has also been increased. Of course, they're not going to come back with high-quality items. New bonus items um, can be retrieved 
for delivery missions that will affect be affected by retainers uh, perception rating rather than gathering rating. So most most of this is pretty much following suit with what gets bumped up as we get our expansions, just like with our levels. And of course, we have our new recipes and new achievements that are going to come with those. Um, keep in mind that teleportation is being adjusted. And with that, uh, on the costs, you can now change uh, limits to when ether tickets will be used. You can get to a certain gill allowance before they're used. Remember that teleportation costs are being adjusted and we can break the 1000 gill limit now or the 999, I should say. But all around, the teleportation costs are being adjusted. However, a really nice quality of life update for teleportation. When you um, choose a teleportation destination, it'll pull up a map uh, of the area you're trying to go to, which is super, super handy. Um, they've also updated the world map. Um, they've also put a few in updates into the player search function. Um, you can now distinguish between a barrier healer or a pure healer when you're in party finder, which is kind of cool. Oh, another big quality of life thing. Um, HP bars will display when you're incapacitated, which is nice that it's always hard for me to find people who are dead because they're just bodies laying there and no bar to display. Um, another huge quality of life thing on here is that our conditional enhancements have been broken into categories on the HUD. So different buffs doing different things will be kind of split up differently, which I think is really cool. Um... Let's see here. What justifies a new adventure is being adjusted, as you might expect. What is required to be a mentor is adjusting, as you might expect as well. New dungeons have been added for explorer mode, going into Stormblood content now. New group poses available. When selecting items being sold by a retainer, the options search for item by crafting method and search for item by gathering method have been added to the submenu. Thank God! When unlocking active help entries, a link to active help will appear. Error messages telling when people have failed to send a tell has been adjusted. Again, there's a lot of error messages that are getting adjusted for clarity, which is nice. Because there's there's been a few that are kind of confusing. Uh, features of the PlayStation 5 DualSense and PlayStation 4 DualShock can now be used on the Windows version. Yay! And, including haptic feedback, adaptive triggers, sound effects, sound effects and built-in uh, speakers for DualSense and rumble and sound effects for the DualShock. I am loving my DualSense and like, holy shit, the 3 the 3D sound from the PS5 too. I didn't think I would notice the 3D sound, but like it, I love it. It's awesome. I've heard a lot of people oh. complain about how they can't notice it and it's, it makes no difference, but like hard disagree. Maybe it's because I have kind of a small room, um, which has good. So it has kind of good reverberation. I don't know, but like at least from my sound setup, like it was awesome. Like it straight up sounded 
Like I, I have a, just a soundbar. All my sound comes from a soundbar and it straight up sounded like I had 10 speakers just ringed around the couch and we were like inside this, the sound. I don't know how to describe it. It's cool. Um, another big thing with PS5, I did a happy dance over this. Um, they're finally adding new trophies. I'm so happy. They haven't updated the trophy list since A Realm Reborn. I've always complained about it because most games, when they add any kind of DLC that adds more than you know 10 minutes of story content, they add more trophies with it, and they've never added more trophies with an expansion. So I'm super stoked. Um, it is PS5 trophies only, so it's specified PS5. I don't think they'll unlock for PS4, but now that I have my PS5, I don't care. <laughs> um, let's see. Updates to the auto-translate. New sound engine. Uh, in preparation for Oceana Data Center, the Data Center selection screen has been adjusted. Some more UI adjustments. Title screen adjustments and all that good stuff. And then, of course, all the resolved and known issues. So I think that's about everything. That's the main points. But there's there's still a lot. And, and then there's the, the big one that um, that we're still wondering about is that the XP now is awarded during bosses in dungeons and I don't know, the way that it sounds, I'm pretty sure it's like you just awarded the amount of XP that you earned, but you still earn set amount versus how much and what you kill. Um, but they have added no confirmation doc, so I think what we got to do is tomorrow we just got to go test it. We just got to run two dungeons and like literally write down how much XP we get for killing all the mobs and then skip some mobs and see if we get the same amount of XP. Yep. That's, that's, we're just gonna have to test it but i mean to we'll, be fair we'll do the science we'll figure it out yeah. I, I i don't think it'll make that i don't think it's going to be that much of a variable just because there's very few areas where there's optional mobs a lot of times you have to kill mobs to progress through the wall and usually when there are optional mobs they also have loot with them so it's generally there's still that pull of wanting to go get the extra loot so we'll see what happens. We'll, we'll just have to test it out and figure it out. <clears throat> but it should be um, from our time now. We only have a few hours left. By the time this goes live, it will be ready. So um, I believe that's all we've got for this week, though. What have uh, what have you been playing this week, Doc? Well, I finished uh, my first playthrough of Shin Megami Tensei Five. Noise. Decide on the uh, the new game plus you're going to go with. I did. I did. Um, I've I've gone for the you get all of your shit back mm. level demons compendium money items all of it yeah uh, but I'm playing through on hard this time so by the time I get to the actual end of the game uh, it will probably prove very mm. challenging that's what that's how Final Fantasy VII remake was I I appreciated their hard mode so much because it was new game plus but like holy shit, bro, like if the first level is harder than the last level was in normal, even with New Game Plus, you know what I mean? So it's 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 you get all of your stuff, but they add a challenge rating to it that it's like even you, you presumably you could be maxed out by then. But there's the challenge is all from skill. There's no there's not a lot of challenge from like that you could grind your way out of. You have to know the fights and know what to do. And that's what makes it hard. And I liked that. 
Uh, I'm going to probably run into that when I get to the back quarter of the game. Because mm. um, everything's really low level at the moment. And mm. I'm just kind of like looking at them and they fall over. Yeah. But once once I'm within 20 levels of them, because like my, I'll probably start just like leveling, leveling up random demons and mm. like working on weird fusions. Yeah. Since I already know I've got a an end game capable team. Yeah. Anything else on your list for this week? Uh played a little bit of Halo Infinite, hopped on Destiny 2 a little bit. Nice. Um I finished up a few tasks in Final Fantasy to prepare for the new expansion. Um I feel like there was something else that I Oh yeah, I uh, I hopped on what is it? Um Elite Dangerous. Hmm. Uh, check that out for a little bit. That was yeah. that was pretty fun. Nice <laughs> little spaceship simulator. Nice. I've been actually a lot more trying out a lot more new games than I normally would. Um, I've of course been doing my RuneScape, and I also prepped for Endwalker with Final Fantasy, and I've been doing my Pokemon Go. But now that I have I got my PS5 all set up and my games downloaded and stuff, and then got my Switch set up too. And after I got my Switch set up, I discovered that if you have I don't know what it's called, their version of PS Plus, um, you get an emulator for original NES. Super Nintendo, N64, and uh, Sega Genesis, and like all all the classic games with them. So like earlier today, I I played some Super Mario Brothers. I played some Donkey Kong Country. Like I I got a, I got on a ton of Super Nintendo games, um, and then I've also been trying out uh, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu, which is a pretty neat spin. It's kind of a combination between your traditional mainline game and Pokemon Go. It's like the same kind of story and type as the traditional, but the like mechanics or Pokemon Go mechanics is pretty cool. All right. It looks like that's going to do it for us for this week. But thanks so much, everyone, for tuning in. Don't forget to like, subscribe and come join us on Discord if you haven't already. Other than that, we will see you guys next week. Thanks so much for tuning in and have a great weekend. Yeah, have a great weekend.